CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs and welcome to The Great America Show. I hope you're having a great weekend. Yesterday, we brought you my State of the Union address at Mike Lindell's 2024 election summit. Today, we're bringing you my discussion on the media's involvement in the 2020 election, an election that was rigged and it was a presidency stolen from President Trump. I still to this day believe the election was stolen by Marxist Dems, the deep state, all of whom were acting in concert, lying, stealing, and, without any doubt, stealing President Trump's rightful place in the Oval Office. Take a listen to my discussion with Mike Lindell on that very election and that very theft. You come from an era where media was, was journalism was journalism. And, you know, you were one of my favorite shows all the time, you know. And actually, our great real president, Donald Trump, he always talked about your show. And it's, uh, and, uh, in you, in you, you know, back in 2004 or five, I seen where the electronic voting machines, you even had concerns back then. And you were speaking out, though, back then. And, and I want you to talk a little bit about that. But then I want to say, what changed between now and then? Why are the people that speak out now are getting attacked, as you know, and, and uh, it's totally different? Well, I think my earliest reporting, can you hear me all right? My earliest reporting was, I believe, 2003. Uh, electronic voting just coming into play. And most of the critics at that time, uh, and Brenda and I were talking about this earlier, uh, most of the critics, the few that were, were Democrats. Uh, by the way, that was true in two, 2020 as well. Uh, until just a few months before the election. Now, I don't know what happened, but it seemed like it was an orchestrated uh, withdrawal of the, the Democrats <laughs> from the complaint. They did get the memo. It's uh, your turn. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and back then, my concerns were the same as they are to this very day. The machines are unreliable. Uh, they are, there is no transparency which is a wonderful word. There's no clarity whatsoever about how those little boxes are working. Uh, and they're, they're proprietary, and all of the companies that have them are, are private, and they count 90% of the votes in the country. Yeah. And I'm telling this to you. you know, yeah, you've, right. you've spent so much time on this. But it's what has changed since then, uh, the fact that the Democratic Party has been overtaken by Marxist Dems, they have moved farther left, they have become an, an anti-American force uh, in, this, uh, in this country, they have actually joined with the deep state uh, and created a fifth column in this country that means to do us not only great harm, but they mean to destroy uh, the very idea of a constitutional republic. Well, I'm going to ask you this. So the Democrats for basically two decades... And I, I think one time you might have even interviewed Clint Curtis back then and uh, um, where he set the first algorithms to deal with these machines. And he was a Democrat. And then the Republicans are doing it. So 
He sounds the alarm, and you all know the story. The Netherlands listened. They said, well, we, they asked Clint Curtis, they said, what do we do with these machines now that you can hack them and, and set them? He, he said, throw them in the ocean. And the Netherlands did, and they got rid of them in four and a half months, forever, right? But, but back then, everybody complained. It was all over the news back then. I'd seen a lot of your shows back then talking about these electronic machines. But, and people, and the Democrats out there, you know, there's a whole movies on them in 2018 called Kill Chain. Right. And complaining about them. We got to get rid of them. We got to get rid of them. We can't have them. It's not fair. But they didn't get attacked and they didn't get, why do you think it changed in the last couple of years where, you know, people like me, I say one thing and I'm sued for eight billion with a B. Now, I'm, I'm starting to understand that B number, <laughs> but I'm, I'm only part of a $2.7 billion discussion. Uh, you mentioned kill chain. It couldn't be clear the vulnerabilities of these machines right. and, the, and the opportunities for evildoers to uh, work their, their way as, uh, as they have in, I, I don't know how many elections. How many election cycles have been, the outcome may have been manufactured and uh, produced for, uh, you know, for, you know, for uh, a nefarious purpose. Right, right. Uh, what changed is the Marxist Dems have seized enough control of our government. Uh, and it really began this iteration with the advances of the Obama administration to seize uh, the control of the of the of the apparatus of the federal government, uh, look at uh, Hillary Clinton. Suddenly, there was the Clinton Foundation, and suddenly it was okay to uh, bring up hundred. What they're worth, one hundred and ninety million dollars, which is pretty interesting for a couple of people who haven't made a lot of money. Right. Uh, just working uh, as public servants, uh, and, and no one wanted to acknowledge that the FBI could be as evil as it has become. Right. No one wanted to acknowledge that teachers could be actually indoctrinating minor children and talking to them about uh, changing their, their gender, uh, suggesting that there are any number of multiples of genders. I, I can't imagine if you had still had your show the last two and a half years, you'd have been... You'd have been and there, I mean, I'm thinking that probably I'd have been canceled. <laughs> I mean, can you ever imagine... Ten, even 10 years ago, these things that we, you know, we have to talk about. And it's, uh, but, I, but does it surprise you? The biggest things that, that, you know, from, well, even you getting let go at Fox, when our voice was taken, what do you think, you know, for them to pull this whole thing off, having the, they call it the bad media, the laugh, the fake news. I've always said, I think that the, it's worse is the conservative media that, say they were silenced, which is your Foxes, your Newsmax, and your Salem Media. New, and, and I've compared it to Lou having, they turned into weather channels where you couldn't report hurricanes or tornadoes, where you had a list in front right. of you. Right. Hey, would you ever in your, could you imagine back in the day you have a list now, you can't talk about this, you can't talk about this. No, I, or my employment with two networks would have been quite a bit shorter than it was. <laughs> right. it, it's, it's strange to me that uh, they have aggregated a group of people who will call themselves journalists, who will side with power. Uh, we're not talking about, uh, you know, uh, you know, every 
CNN, uh, ABC News, whatever it may be. They're not asking questions of this administration. They're not demanding answers. They are joining uh, with power because they are representatives of oligarch-level power, whether the Jeff Bezos, uh, Washington Post, whether it be uh, the... uh, CBS News, Disney's ABC News, they're all owned. I figure there are numbers, uh, say 12 major national uh, media outlets. They're under the control of the very corporatist, globalist elites who we fight every day. But we will sit there and we'll talk about the personalities on them. We'll watch them and not think too, too much about them who really owns them and who's really pulling the strings. So I think this is a valid issue. I think there's another issue as as well. And that is, straightforwardly, we have an opportunity here uh, that goes beyond the... We're not going to be able to just fight on one front, the elections, which is the most important front. But we've seen what the power of the purse does and the consumer who is taken just as for granted as a unit uh, by these corporations. Look what happened to Anheuser-Busch. Take a look at what happened to Target. Uh, And other organizations. We have to be able to coalesce around an idea that this is our country. We're not going to be told what to do by corporations. We're not going to be told what to do by Marxist Dems and the left in this country. And they damn sure aren't going to touch our Constitution. That's right. That's right. And, and, you, and you know, the, uh, it's, uh, it's a good time for my pillow commercial, right? <laughs> yeah, but the, media, the media hasn't even, you know, they're going to hit me. Mike Lindell did commercials during his whole event. I don't know if we've done one or two, and we've been just talking about Frank's speech. So, yeah. promo code, we'll use promo code Mike. That's easy to remember. But Mike, promo code Mike. But, um, um, but yeah, because my pillow just, uh, what they came after me, you guys got to realize when my pillow, when they did an attack on my pillow, this isn't people like we're talking about other, you know, not buying or whatever. This is, they do, they went after the companies, the vendors to, to take me down, to take my pillow down and attack them with bots and trolls and social media and attack and go, you better not sell, you better not carry my pillow. And they, and then these, these companies just fold up and just, you know, become cowards, you know, they're cowards not realizing, but any other time you would worry about, you know, because we're in a different time where you're, they're attacked and I'm going, and I told all those CEOs that from, and CMOs from all these box stores and all these shopping channels going, you know, these aren't real people. The real people are going to be upset that you do this. You're not, their number one selling product in history of all of them was my pillow. Every one of them. From Walmart to Bed Bath & Beyond to Kohl's to all of them. Now, yeah, in Bed Bath & Beyond. But what happened then, then when they did this, people, people didn't, they boycotted their stores going, how dare you do this? So it backfired on was the opposite of what they thought. And they, and, uh, you know, thanks to all of you out there, my pillow, any other time in history probably would have been destroyed, but by the grace of God and everybody supporting them, you know, you know here they are attacking. A USA-made company with people who have careers there and families, over 1,500 families of all walks of life, all, all political parties. And, uh, 
And here they're, you know, they've had to sit there and every day worry about the job because they just continue to get attacked and attacked. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, for me, you know, and the, and the, my, the wife, the my pillow 2.0, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they're back to making their products. But my point being is any of the media, the media started it all, you know, and they started it all. When I was the media's darling before uh, 2016, I would go, I would go um, across the street and there'd be ABC, NBC, they'd all there. Hey, how many people you hire? And boy, you got your recovery network, your Lindell recovery network. And how many people did you hire today? And all of a sudden, because, you know, I met in a meeting with, uh, with our great president, Donald Trump, before he was president, August 15th of 20, 2016. And I come back and do a press release to say, hey, here's a businessman. I just met the guy. We we're talking about made in America and all the great things that he said he was going to do. And, and I do this. And then they call me a racist. They attack me. And, uh, people, people I broke bread with in the media all of a sudden are, you know, attacking me. And, uh, it's just, it was, uh, it was a change. So, I mean, how do you explain? Where you think it's just people worrying about their own agenda, it's their bosses, and they just have to go to this narrative? When you say the people, I don't think the people had much to do with it, frankly. I think that the media, the corporate media, uh, corporate America, Wall Street, uh, Donald Trump, let's, let's be honest. I'll be, I'll be straightforward and speak only for myself. I love the guy because he was an obvious disruptor. Yep. He was ready to put America first. Uh, and... How many, think about how many politicians preceded him in the Oval Office who never said America first. Right. It just it just occurred to Donald Trump. How about that? How about make America great again? Suddenly it was Reagan-esque. He reminded us we can be proud of our country because our country has been, uh, I mean, has been driven down uh, by the left. There's nothing that America's ever done right. We have to have reparations for crying out loud for something that happened 150 years ago. Right. Uh, it, it, and, and the people are having serious discussions about this craziness. Right. Uh, you know, I would like reparations, by the way, for the fact that, you know, my parents had to work two jobs. And, uh, you know, there's some folks <laughs> who didn't. And, uh, you know, and I think I could make a pretty penny on that. So I, I think we just have to be really very straightforward about this. We are a nation right now that, you know, we're, we're close to having a, a mental illness issue of immense proportions. Half the country is, you know, is just behaving irrationally. There's no way in which you can justify the, the agenda, the programs of destruction on the part of Joe Biden, Barack Obama, whomever, on the left. It's on. It's, it's uncannily uh, irrational. And by the way, it's okay to say that out loud. It, it's, it's nuts what we're doing. And, and, you know, talking about Tucker, the world isn't what we see it as. Yes, it is. It's exactly how we see it. What isn't true are the representations of the corporate media. What isn't true are the, rep the representations of corporate America and the fact that they are using their power to govern our lives instead of seeking the consent of the governor. And that has to change. And, and when we look at what, what is happening to us, we've got to admit what we've done. We're a, we're a vastly more dependent nation 
than at any, any point in our history, frankly. Whether we are dependent upon China for prescription drugs, whether it's, uh, you know, clothing, 95% of our apparel, we can't even clothe ourselves in this country. And that's just okay with everybody because the prices are low, but they're low because we don't pay our middle class. And our middle class in this country, working men and women in this country, haven't received a significant pay increase in the past 35 years, with one exception. And that is during the four-year term of President Trump for the first time. You know, I talked, I talked to our real president, and uh, he said to me, he said, uh, he goes, Mike, he said, they've destroyed us so much, do you think we can, can you know, we may, it might go beyond the point of no return. In your opinion on that, I mean, can we get, but now, you haven't heard the plan yet of securing our elections tomorrow. I'm a man of great faith. <laughs> but I told the president, we get that back, and I said, sir, you get back in there, there's nobody that can bring it back faster. Do you believe that? Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I just, and I just said to, to everybody here, you know, I hope that we understand it's time for our representatives, our senators to join us in surrounding President Trump with absolute support. Uh, frankly, I would, I think that each of the candidates running against him should just endorse him. So, well, I, I think there's no question about they should endorse him. They should be surrogates representing him across the country right now. Right now. Amen, huh? No, they really should, and they, uh, you know, the, the, the one thing is, they're, they're trapped, you know, if it had been, now just think of this, here's another little miracle for you all, if those polls would be coming out, if Donald Trump's around 52 and someone's around 40-some, I'll tell you what, they would just go, they'd just keep hammering it, but now everything they're doing, it just keeps getting wider, right? So there is to the point, when do you just say, hey, why don't you unite us all and endorse our great president Donald Trump, that's what they should do. You know, instead, the oligarchs have selected after the DeSantis experiment. <laughs> fails so much. I've got to tell a story. I shouldn't tell it. Should I tell it? <laughs> the I like that. The DeSantis experiment. <laughs> uh, it was, you know, he was a creature. Uh, and I, I apologize to anyone I offend with this, but. He, he was a figment of the imagination of the donor class, the uh, oligarchs who decided, the billionaires who decided uh, that they know, long ago they decided this, that they know far better about who should be president or in any other office than, than you and me and our fellow citizens. Right. Uh, this, uh, the president is a genius, a political genius. Right. And he says he's not a politician, but I assure you, he is, in my judgment, a political <laughs> he's sure, genius. He's a marketer. <laughs> He ran through, and I'm going to do it this way, he ran through a list with me of names uh, that he would like to call DeSantis <laughs> on a discussion. I'm, I'm going to break a rule. I'm going to break a rule. Uh, but he told me that, that no one will ever unsee, is the way I'll put this, what uh, DeSantis and his wife uh, did as they walked through the destruction of, the, of, of a hurricane in, in Florida. You may recall right, this. Yeah. But they were walking through the area with matching white boots, rubber boots. He seized on that, and he really wanted to use it. And I'm sitting thinking <laughs> there was no way that he wouldn't use it. He was right about DeSantis from the moment he took him seriously. And people should understand 
He has, I don't care whether it's Ramaswamy, whether it is uh, Nikki Haley, whomever, uh, is Mike Pompeo in or out? I don't know. Uh, He is an absolute genius uh, at politics, and he and my wife and I have tried to unsee that uh, (laughs) that image uh, and have it succeeded. So uh, there you have it. Yeah. A further testament to his genius. Right. (laughs) No, and he is, he's, uh, the, uh, but the, the good hope there is the, the, the polls. One of the things I want you all to watch before the next election is there's pollings out there now with Rasmussen, Telfature, I think is there's trusting polls. One of the things they always had to have it to do this propaganda and all this was polling. They're fake polls, just like uh, Wisconsin before the 2020 election. Oh, it was Donald Trump's down by 17. That came out of nowhere. He was, you know, it was pulling even over, you know, the polls we heard about, but the media was only putting out these, their own, what they want, the propaganda. You know, you heard all the Texas could turn blue, Texas could turn blue. We all know that, you know, the Ken Paxson's saving Texas, and what does he get for it now? They, you know, they're impeaching him. They, I mean, put in a rule. Um, you're the attorney general of Texas, but you can't prosecute one crime, election crime, right? But the propaganda, you, they have to do that before they can do the steal. Because if it's too far off, it's too big of a deviation, and everybody would raise up and go, wait, we got people that aren't here that, are, that still don't believe things were stolen. I use this thing all the time, Lou. I said, if I told you here in the state of Missouri that Donald Trump won 3 million to Biden's 150 votes, everyone would say, okay, there's a computer problem, right? That's what you'd say. You'd all say, well, that's great. But if it, you know, if it was reversed, then you know, same thing. You have to, you have to make the, what you're going to steal, you have to make it somewhat close to the, the, you know, the, uh, the, what you can condition people into believing. Because otherwise, the deviations are too big. And I'll give an example. When there was a gal, and, and I, I love bringing her up, Lou, she's in, she's in Georgia. The wonderful state down there with uh, Crooked Brad running it. But um, there's a Democrat, okay? So there's three Democrats running in a primary, and her and her husband, this was last summer, she gets zero votes in her own precinct, okay? Zero, everybody. Now, somebody screwed up and didn't get the memo. If they would have gave her two, they would have said, I'm sorry, ma'am, we can't look into it. Only one loves you is your husband. You know, that's, that's what they'd have said to her. And she wouldn't have had a leg to stand on. We're not going to look into it. I know you only got two, but, you know, and they, and they bring up, a, she could have brought a barrel of other votes for going, no, you and your husband. But she got zero. So they had to look into it. So this is what I'm saying is the propaganda has to get out there first. Because otherwise you wouldn't believe it, the deviations would be too far apart. But that's where our great president is right now, is they, they, the polls and they are so far apart, they're not even going to be able to lie to cheat, you know, because they cheat. And people will demand it this time and go, oh, we fell for it once. We ain't falling for it again, you know. Well, I, I'm not sure that I share your, your optimism on that. Uh, and the reason I don't is I don't think we can get to that point. I think we have to have demonstrated strength and resolve and numbers as we approach. And I'm talking about uh, beginning with the early part of 2024. 
We have to demonstrate that we're coming together and we are with absolute purpose and resolve again, supporting Donald Trump. And by that, I mean, we're in the precincts. We are there as poll watchers. We are there to make ourselves known without apology and without any, any retreat from our demand to be there. You know, we're a hardworking, ingenious people. We, we've got a, a, a terrific track record over the, the time of this country. And it's time for us to stand up and say, you know, we're not putting up with any more nonsense. Okay. We, we've got a Supreme Court that is making significant changes in our, uh, our, our laws. What are, the, what are the Democrats doing? Yeah, let's take the instance of ending affirmative action in our colleges and universities. Joe Biden, two days ago, said, well, we'll show you how to get around the Supreme Court. This is a conflict that is underway, and it has to stop soon. Well, I'm going to ask you this last question. I know, Lou, you, we talked on the phone, and I couldn't tell you the plan over the phone, and you still don't know the plan. As it, when I told you that tomorrow at 1 o'clock Central Time, around the world in 85 language, we're announcing a plan that will secure our elections immediately, and it's never been done before in history, never been talked about before, ever. It's, uh, in your mind, is it, um, I, I know you have great hope, but if I sat here and told you that everyone's gonna embrace it, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, I'm the people now. Mm -hmm. And, and then the only ones that aren't, it's going to be like a filter going, well, then you must be in on it. How can you not like this plan? So I'm, I'm saying to you is, um, um, does that spark your curiosity or do you think that there, it's impossible? And I'm telling you, it's a miracle because it's going to happen. Well, you know what? This country needs a miracle. No, that's right. Yep. And, and, that, and that's the fact. And I just said, I, I have great faith in the unexpected. I'll be watching closely at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Well, let's give Lou the biggest hand ever when journalism Thanks, and journalism the best reported ever. <laughs> Thank you for being with us today. Please join us here tomorrow. Our guest will be Just the News' John Solomon. Please join us for that tomorrow right here on The Great America Show. Thanks, God bless you, and may God bless America.